Hello, and welcome to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. A weekly radio show featuring conversations with successful women who have shown bravery, integrity, and independent thinking to lead a truly rich and rewarding life. Broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. And now, here's your host of Life on Purpose, Deb Coletti. Hi there, I am Deb Coletti and I'm here with you today following a very um, important show that was just played by Donna with her guest Mela. I'm about to start a show with a, uh, uh, this is live this week, uh, my uh, my guest Sandra Brown will be with me um, she, and I hope you will chat in with us um, at uh, hearwomentalk.com or you can call in throughout the hour this week at 646-652-2071. Heavy topics, both of these, and my show is a range of uh, people living their life in a very purposeful way. My guest today comes to me um, from uh, North Carolina. She is the CEO and uh, and director of the Institute for Behavioral, uh, sorry, Relationship harm reduction and she gets more specific during this month of October as a domestic violence month awareness month and she gets very specific and focuses in on the pathology awareness as much as uh, domestic violence welcome Sandra wonderful to have you here and uh, bridge yeah um, I don't know if you were able to hear the previous show, but it does. It does. They were talking about abortion and uh, choice versus um, life, and to me, though, both of these subjects—they're both heavy subjects—and that, that need to be spoken about very much. There's uh, a lot of focus these days on on both, and very controversial. Um, uh, your background in pathology, and, I, and I'll speak to this later about wanted babies and un- unwanted babies, and what happens, and what you're dealing with with the pathology of uh, the the uh, the perpetrators, the offenders with this, and the victims therein. So go, please. Well, um, the Institute is um, involved in um, helping women who are um, coming out of relationships with narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths. And unfortunately, our country does a very poor job in pathology education helping women to be able to identify the kinds of relationships that can change and those that by nature of the disorder will not change and cannot change. And the ones that cannot change are often violent and most dangerous. It's where intimate partner homicide ends up occurring and um, we have we have kind of you know an Oprah mentality in the country that um, everyone can change. Mm-hmm. This is willful behavior, and all they need to do is want to change. And yeah. um, this is, and women um, are dying believing that. And that's a hard truth. You, I've learned so much in doing the research and in my conversation with you today. And what you're talking about here is a very hard truth that needs to be heard. Some people will never change. No mon- mm-hmm. amount of therapy, medication. Um, it, mm-hmm. Does medication calm people down, or should they just be certain people incarcerated or kept in a safe place, safe from human society? 
Well, uh, medication is, uh, you know, can help mood problems, but what's wrong with them has a lot to do with neuro abnormalities, which, you know, are, are not affected um, by mere medication. And um, the issue is that a lot of these guys are not incarcerated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they never get caught or right. they never um, um, perpetrate enough uh, criminal activity to get, um, you know, to get arrested. Very often, um, sociopaths and psychopaths are your white collar guys that are, you know, really successful. And, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that they do, they never get caught for. And so, unfortunately, um, they are the people that live next door to us, work with yeah. us. Um, the sociopath and next door, and charming, and charming, and probably very engaging in the beginning, as you have pointed out mm-hmm. in your in literature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, very charming. Um, some of them are really successful, and they're not unusual. One in twenty-five people um, has no conscience, hmm. um, which is the danger factor in any relationship if there is low or no. Um, mm, right. Just, yeah, repeat offenders and don't look back. And that is a sociopath. The definition is very interesting how close it is to uh, what people see, see as normal. It's just there, there is no conscious. Mm-hmm. There is no uh, uh, recognition of feelings beyond, okay, move on. They just move on. Um, mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. Your background, I, I talk to people often and I talk about uh, who they are as much as what they do. And mm-hmm. uh, in looking at your background, it's uh, very much, um, uh, you didn't choose pathology, pathology chose you. And you chose to, you could have gone either way, frankly, as I look at it. You could have gone mm-hmm. and been a repeat uh, uh uh, victim. You could have been a victim yourself, or you could have gone into this, studied it, and and made it your passion to take this on, uh, took control of what you could. Can you tell us about your background and how this chose you? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I my family has um, it, its own pathology. My father, my father was um, narcissistic. My sister had um, a lot of pathology and mental illness um, coupled with it. I also um, went through high school with several people that um, ended up being um, psychopathic and creating um, horrendous crimes against other people. And so from early on, I just had, um, you know, early exposure to pathology. And although I did not have a word for it, right. I had the, emotion, the emotional experience uh, of what many, many people go through in trying to uh, be in a relationship, whether it's a parental, um, you know, or a sibling or intimate relationship with someone with that kind of disorder. And then later in my 20s, my father was murdered, and um, and uh, it, it threw me even further into really looking at pathology as I tried to understand what a psychopath was, what, what um, a repeat offender in my dad's case um, was. So 
the murder, you know, was kind of a springboard into not only working with crime survivors, but really trying to understand um, the permanence of the disorders and what people without conscience do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness. And what a, a range of things and that and that was a catalyst in, in your father's situation and losing your dad in such a violent way. Um mm-hmm. and the you had a need to know. It sounds like just that real, huge, uh, listen, obey that little voice. You had to know to figure it out. Um, and you did a lot of background. It sounds like you've had years of experience working with and understanding the mind of an offender and came to the mm-hmm. conclusion through science and, and so on that certain people can't change. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I have worked uh, with you know both with both sides. I have um, been in the field for over twenty years and started off by working with victims, um, specifically um, people who had experienced what I did. I worked with homicide survivors who had someone murdered, um, and I eventually also worked with uh, batter intervention programs and. Um, um, with offenders, um, much less than the victims, but I still did my time there, you know, on that kind of that side of the fence, trying to understand um, the, what drives the behavior. And for many years, for the first part of my work in um, in the field, we did not have the benefit of um, the new neuroscience research. So the only thing we had was the belief system that <clears throat> this was willful behavior on their part. That, right, right. Uh, yeah, that, that um, they were probably abused or traumatized as a child, and some of them were, um, in that their emotional development did not happen correctly, and, you know, therapy or medication or something could help. And... Um, Neuroscience has kind of gotten us up to speed over the last five years, ten years maybe, um, through MRIs being able to look at the brain of um, some of these disorders where we can recognize that this is hardwiring. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are a lot of neuro abnormalities in these guys that, and with no real way to correct that. You know, there's right. no, we're not doing brain brain surgery on these guys. Right. Um, this is all and, new information. And, That's the most interesting part of this. This is, I mean, five years is new to. It was new to me, yeah. I think, and your your point of the Oprah mentality that oh, if we try hard enough, if we and that's where a lot of women or partners that stay with bad people think we can change them if only, and they love them, you know, and they've mm-hmm. had a history, and you want to sure. believe you can change them, but this is an important, as I said before, hard truth, and we're going to need to take a break in just a few seconds. So. I want to come back um, and and deal with that part of it, the Oprah mentality and and the shift and what the difference is with family history and pathology. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's take a break now, Sandra, and we'll be back okay. in just a minute. Join in the conversation with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. Please call 646-652-2071 or log on and chat with her at hearwomentalk.com. We look forward to hearing from you. 
Hi, my name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Have you been scammed on Facebook? Do you know someone who has? Well, it's rampant. And Thursday on Vicki Child's show, P.I. Answers, Vicki, together with a computer forensics expert, exposes a band of thugs who have been masquerading as a U.S. general and scamming women around the world out of thousands of dollars. You'll hear from real victims in Asia, Europe, and the U.S., don't miss this special event when Vicki blows the whistle on the latest Internet trickery. That's Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk Radio. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advance tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Hi folks, this is Private Investigator Vicki Childs, host of the Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all your keystrokes or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at AbramsForensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at AbramsForensics.com. That's AbramsForensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code H. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru Show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. Hi there, I'm back with you with Sandra Brown on Here uh, Women Talk, Life on Purpose is the name of my show. And just as we went to the break, we were talking about the Oprah mentality and um, uh, the difference between uh, uh, someone who cannot change and those that can. And I just want to mm-hmm. read you a question just that just came in on the chat line from a, a male uh, listener. A very interesting question. He says, uh, so now abusers can claim that they can't help it. That is part of their uh, physiology or an abnormal abnormality in their brain. How convenient. Mm-hmm. And he makes a good right. point. You know, geez, no, we don't want to say, oh, well, I can't help it. Right. Uh, what do we say to him? Yeah, well, it's true. Um, it, the first um, case, I believe, um, it was argued on this um, in California recently about um, a psychopath um, who did murder someone, and they did an MRI, and his MRI did match um, um, all the brain abnormalities that we are familiar with in psychopaths' brains. And the criminal defense attorney did argue that as an argument. 
Um, and I just, I recently spoke um, at a conference that had judges and prosecutors there, and I was saying, you guys need to get up to speed. This is coming our way. Uh, right. We can argue it in prosecution as, okay, this is permanent, this is hardwired, they can't change, all the more reason why, um, you know, the normal avenue should not be open to them. Anger management, better intervention, blah, 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 not going to work in this case. Okay, the um, is going to ask because, you a channels, yeah. Yeah, so, and the criminal defense guys are, are of course, are going to jump on this and argue it. There's a whole new um, area called neuro law, um, where they're really having to get into this, um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this goes, because um, it's certainly going to be argued. To me, um, let them argue it. They just to me, put the nail in the coffin, (laughs) whether or not he can, yes, yeah, help it uh, is all the more reason why the person will always remain dangerous. Right. But such an interesting loophole that they're finding in the legal system. I do remember hearing about this case now that you're discussing it, and it is frightening how clever and manipulative one could be with that argument, and that's to say... It, that means, and your point is, it's okay. No, it's right. never okay right. to to uh, raise a hand. Right. You know, any act of violence, uh, chosen, unchosen, on purpose, not is uh, is absolutely unacceptable. And white collar or otherwise, and that's probably an interesting point too. The white collar portion of it, it's like that. That's mm-hmm. white collar crime. Uh, they get off. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a mm-hmm. black man in the south or you know and and there is the whole uh profiling thing that goes with that what is your mm-hmm. opinion on that mhm um yes often um and, and even in domestic violence i mean women are hardly ever profiled you know for domestic violence and yet they do abuse and yet women can be pathological um, Absolutely. And yet, and yet they are, you know, how hard it is for a man to bring a, um, a domestic violence case against mm-hmm. women. So, so absolutely. And so but you're they, speaking but, to, yeah, go ahead. Uh, um, but that, that whole Oprah mentality ha- has been kind of, I think, what has kept us, um, stuck, um, mm-hmm. and that, People have an assumption that you know everyone can change. I call it the kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, if we just, kumbaya if we just thought. Mm-hmm. meditated away. You know, it's yes. not going to happen that way. How about getting uh, on with Oprah and how, what does she say? Because we do support Oprah, and, and you know, I think she makes mm-hmm. tries yeah, to make good does. points certainly, but she misses yeah. the point or isn't educated or up to speed. Um, mm-hmm. But a very important story to be told. Uh, I have somebody chiming in going, Oprah mentality. And it's a good, I, I like your phrase because it does the kumbaya and we can all band together and save the world. Sometimes some people can't be saved. Sad, mm-hmm. but true. And, and then we just, we don't teach what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't use the right terminology. We don't teach women what are some of the clues you know, um, how yes. to spot this, when, you know, who are the people who can change, who are the people who cannot change, how can I know the difference? And so um, all abusers kind of get thrown under one 
one label, and um, all abusers are not created equal. Some can change and some can't. And yeah. you know the, the whole the whole deal is: is he one that can change or cannot change, and is she one that can change or cannot change? Right. And you've written a book on that subject: what makes someone da- uh, how to spot someone that's dangerous mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, before you get involved, and uh, and to the. The details that you go into to to determine that, and also, if somebody just backing up a minute to something you just said, the fact that if somebody was in an abusive home, their father beat their mother, they become repeat offenders because that's what they saw. It might not be in their neuroscience. It might not be their pathology. They can be worked with and treated. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, if they do not have pathology, it's the old nature nurture. You know, yes. um, were were they made? Were they born that way with these neuro abnormalities, um, or were they uh, created that way from their environment? And um, you know, sometimes finding that answer costs people their lives. They keep assuming that because someone was raised in a violent home or abused as a child or neglected or in foster care or an addict um, or, you know, raised by addict parents that that um, that automatically means that they are the variety um, that was exposed um, to this and, and can be treated. And that's not necessarily true. They could okay. have um, exposure and be genetically predisposed to those disorders. True, and that's the, true. Combination. And they're, yes. su- they're more susceptible because they do have the pathology. Yes, because they have both. You know, they have the pathology and then they have the exposure. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's like a double whammy. And so the more times that something is repeated, you know, with intervention and nothing seems to help and they can't consistently sustain positive change, um, it's a red flag about whether or not there is some pathology there. So I'll go to counseling, I'll go to counseling, I'll go to church, I'll take medication, I'll do whatever, and yet none of those interventions can hold, sustain positive change. Mm-hmm. Um, you begin, someone begins to, to need to look at them for some level of pathology. Now, I'm not talking about just um, psychopathy, being a sociopath or a psychopath, they might be a narcissist, they might mm-hmm. be antisocial, there's, there's a group of disorders they could fall into, but there are three things that, that um, people with this level of pathology typically have, that they, they have an inability yep. to grow to any emotional or spiritual depth, now they can talk it, but, mm-hmm. but when you scratch the surface, it's not real. No depth um, they to have it. An, no depth to it. Um, they have an inability to sustain consistent positive change. So they go to counseling and nothing happens longer than two weeks or six weeks. Um, or they won't stay with medication. They won't stay with anything that they said they're going to do. And they mm-hmm. have an inability to develop insight about how their negative behavior affects others. And again, this is not just mimicking and parroting back your words, but um, which they do very well, 
but yes. that, that over time there is evidence that they really don't have insight. And insight is what causes people to have empathy and conscience, um, which is also uh, usually low or non-existing in these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was, sorry, you said low self-esteem as well, or um, no low, low conscience and low, low conscience, empathy. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that is very different than the, the question. A low self-esteem would be on the other area, the other side of the uh, line of those that were raised and it isn't their pathology but do have low self-esteem and do act out, yeah. out of be, feeling worthless and less than. Right. Um, right. No, but, uh, yeah, these these people can't. They, uh, and I'm getting a lot of chat in about that. People are were confused about the Oprah mentality. We talked about it earlier, and you've re- we've revisited it. And it really is that is to say that it's the kumbaya also, as Donna just expressed it, that we can fix all of these people. That everybody can be made better and made not an abuser. Well, what neuroscience has shown, and she's a, a, a huge expert on. You actually trained psychiatrists and uh, uh, much more advanced uh, education people that work in this area but you are such an Mm -hmm. expert that you uh, because you know the current science on it uh, very important um, information so I hope that the the listeners are understanding the breakdown there I think we're going to break down shortly uh, go ahead answer that part um, in the um, uh, we don't have a problem believing that in medicine Mm -hmm. that um, you know we don't have a cure for AIDS right now uh, we don't have a cure for cystic fibrosis. And people, you know, mistake the psychology as, as the process or the, um, the structure of our emotions and the brain as an organ. I'm talking about the brain as an organ mm-hmm. that is disordered in these people, not just their emotional development. Right. We're talking about a, yeah, a medical yeah. issue here. Right, right. And it's uh, like diabetes. You can't just fix it through therapy. You need to... No, uh, no. Yeah. And it's not surgically have, removed at this point. There's no. no way that we have discovered right. to alter the brain. We have, yeah, we have no magic wand for this right now. Mm-hmm. Is there research being done on it? What is the because it's newly understood? I think I, I, I make up that it, there's very little out there uh, to help mm-hmm. these people because they are mm-hmm. their own victims in a way. One could say. Um. Yeah, I mean, they they certainly made choices along the way. I mean, they have a lot of neuro impairment in the areas of impulse control. So these are the people that go from zero to rage in seconds, that constantly have infidelity and, you know, steal or drugs or what anything involved with impulse control. However, they also know right from wrong. Yes. Um, part okay. of the neuro... Im- Part of the neuro impairment is in learning from consequences and punishment and experience. Um, They have some problems with that. However, they do know right from wrong. Okay, so that 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 defense just doesn't ever ever hold up. Uh, it doesn't anyway. But that makes a very good point to that that subject we were talking about a few minutes ago. We need to go to another break, Donna. Um, so okay. if you will all stay with us and please chat in at six four six call in at six four six six five two two zero seven one or chat in at hearwomentalk.com. We want to hear your own experiences out there and your opinions on this and and a lot of learning here for me in the process. And we will be back with you in just a minute. Thank you. 
Join in the conversation with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. Please call 646-652-2071 or log on and chat with her at hearwomentalk.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Attention boppers, shaggers, and swingers, join us at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for the fast-paced excitement of the Swing Syndicate. Study the swing styles of Jitterbug, Double Time, Lindy, West Coast, East Coast, and Show. Sure to be a big hit on the Grand Strand. That's the Swing Syndicate Wednesdays, 7 o'clock, at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach, 1030 Possum Trot Road, Wednesdays. 7 o'clock. Hi, this is John Banks with the Zeus Radio Network and Hear Women Talk. Come join me on Mondays from 2 to 3 p.m. with Bringing Man Out of the Cave. We're going to try to take an interesting look at the male-female dynamic as I try to give you answers as to why men do what they do. Come join me. On Mondays. When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network and Hear Women Talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try. Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention Hear Women Talk and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari. Jeep tour. This is Dottie Laster, the host of Trafficked, an hour-long discussion about human trafficking in the United States. Join me as we meet guests from around the world and locally who are combating the fastest-growing crime in the world. Join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, this is Chris Hillenberg of Hear Women Tell on Hear Women Talk Radio. You can hear us every Wednesday between 3 and 4 Please join us where we get the story behind the story as we talk to professional storytellers. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. Hi, I'm Deb Coletti, and I'm back here with Sandra Brown. And we were talking about uh, domestic violence, pathology, and the brain and the medical condition of the, the, the physical condition of the brain. And um, an interesting part of the, re- the, in the research I was doing and, le- and uh, getting ready to talk to you, it really shed light to me in a very personal way and um, how often people are, uh, people that suffer from physical abuse or probably uh, uh, sexual abuse are suffering from post-traumatic stress therapy, stress syndrome, mm-hmm. and not, and they're frequently uh, diagnosed with bipolar, uh, borderline mm-hmm. personality, um, and these victims then are put through the rounds of uh, psychological uh, medications, psychopharmacology, and go through their lives not dealing with the real core issue if they were if they were violently abused or sexually abused. Can you speak to me to the difference and how, how the learning on that? That was fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Well, um, for therapists who may not be... Um, trained in post-traumatic stress, the aftermath of symptoms from especially uh, women coming out of relationships with 
pathological individuals. The abuse is always longer, more intense. These are the people, the, the chronic kind of reoffenders, um, where the most violence happens, the longest duration. And so we call them aftermath symptoms, the aftermath of pathological love relationships. And that this the snapshot of her symptoms often looks like a lot of other things, especially if therapists don't understand kind of the coercion and mind control and almost the uh, the hypnotic kinds of states that women are in yeah. in these in these relationships. And so, well, taking a look at her uh, emotionally or behaviorally while in the relationship or following it, they look like they have a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, they do. They they are often labeled as codependent, as relationship addicts, borderlines, um, uh, uh, bipolar. Um, when in reality, um, they're having a normal reaction to an abnormal person. Right. Yeah. Uh. The only the only people who come out of these relationships unmarred and unscarred usually are other people who are pathological themselves. Um, This stuff doesn't tend to get under their skin as much, but a normal person will always, always, always be negatively impacted by someone else's pathology, which which is the whole issue about poor public pathology education in this country. 60 million people are negatively affected by someone else's pathology, and if we had that amount of people, you know, in any other type of um, disorder, there'd be a national association for that. There would be a celebrity, you know, out raising money. And yet these are the people, um, you know, that are likely to perpetrate the most problems. Mm-hmm. And still now, instead, we're treating these people for anxiety and depression and medicating them and not focusing on helping them with the post-traumatic and the aftermath, as you say, which can be, it sounds to me like there is a real light at the end of the tunnel, as you put it in one of your articles. Mm-hmm. Well, there really is, because for the women, it is very treatable. And just, I mean, a big piece of this is just when they find out what his diagnosis is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they these guys are Jekyll and Hyde, and these women go back and forth between he's good, he's bad, he's good, he's bad, because he actually does both, and they end up, you know, straddling an emotional fence where they can't get on the same page as themselves, which produces intrusive thoughts in mm-hmm. what we call cognitive dissonance, which is the ping-pong brain, monkey mind between he's good, he's bad, I should go, no, I'm so intensely in love, I've never had a relationship like this. And so there are actually reasons why um, their symptoms exist, which are very treatable, very treatable. And it starts with um, pathology education and awareness, where we spend a lot of time um, uh, educating them on his disorders and how they manifest in relationships because what she has experienced is totally normal for the person she has been with. Right. And who wouldn't feel crazy? I'd feel, you'd begin to feel insane dealing with both parts of that personality and talk about borderline or, you know, there, it's, 
so confusing and for someone that you did fall in love with at the beginning who presented all these normal uh, behaviors that did not normal at all and what did you do to cause it I, I mm-hmm. someone brought up a friend of mine in a in a recent conversation was quoting Gloria Steinem who always says you know people ask why did she stay and why aren't we asking why did she, why did he hit her mm-hmm mm-hmm Right, That's, uh, such an important right. point. People, the women mm-hmm. are blamed. What? Society blames the person who stays with the offender. It's not so easy. Right. It's not so cut and dry. Instead of asking who does this, I mean, there there is. I I, I was asking this of the criminal justice system before, just saying that this person is a criminal, which tells us nothing about who does that. Or this person is just an abuser, which tells us nothing about who does that. When we start asking specifically, who does repeat um, domestic violence? Who rapes? Who stalks? Who abducts children? Who does, um, you know, campus shootings? When we get really specific about the worst uh, relational problems in, in our country, it falls within five or six different disorders. That's who does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you stopped women, you know, on the street and say, said, give me four uh, behaviors or distinguishing aspects of a white-collar sociopath or psychopath, most of them couldn't. They think mm-hmm. it's that, that they all come marked between the eyes like Charlie Manson. Well, right. if they did, no. we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So, right. Um, but there's such poor education on on who these people are when they commit the majority of the relationship uh, um, violence and problems. Yeah, and in recognizing them and also uh, to your point in, in your book dealing with the woman or the person uh, who is before they get into the relationship and their own level of self-esteem it seems like there's there's a lot there about the person who chooses that there are books written about it all the time why we choose by good people choose bad men um, mm-hmm. and and working with them and keeping them from the chronic uh Repeat um, mm-hmm. victimization that goes with that. How do you work with those people? Mm-hmm. Well, um, we actually were the first people to temperament test the women. After twenty, almost twenty-five years of doing this work, um, I, I see patterns in the women. This is not to blame them. Um, we are not blaming the women. Um, in order to, you know, deal with cancer, we have to study cancer. In order to deal with this issue of women getting in partnerships with the most dangerous people on the planet, we have to look at him and what he does to lure and attract her and, and her in terms of what traits might be so elevated in her that she misses red flags or Mm. she has higher levels of tolerance than other women or higher levels of empathy for his story or what have you. And so we were actually um, the first um, organization to 
do in-depth studying on her. And what we found was um, some of her temperament traits so elevated um, to be in the 97 percentile in these traits. And, and it creates um, a great opportunity to look at um, and educate the women about what some of their, what we call super traits are, which has to do with really um, uh, deep bonding and attachment. They have, um, they experience an intensity within this relationship um, that, is, that they have not experienced yeah. in relationships with normal people. They have um, hyper empathy. They have um, higher than normal levels uh, of tolerance. They have very low harm avoidance, which means the radar doesn't always go off for these kinds of people. So, um, But there were about 20-some characteristics that we were able to identify that did not fall in the normal range. And so in order to help these women, not only do we have to now help them with their aftermath symptoms of post-traumatic stress and everything that goes with that, but we also have to raise our self-level of awareness about their traits and why those traits put them at risk. Mm -hmm. um, because if, if they don't get that, that um, they're just going to get run over you know, by another pathological. Over system. and over and over again. You hear that, you yeah. see that, and um, that's wonderful because you can work with the victim at that point and the aftermath. What can we do in our society, which is by all uh, evidence these days is going down the toilet uh, with our behavior, civility, and, and just basic manners and accepting things like this? How do we help mm -hmm. our young women and men um, to that aren't in a household or aren't at a school that's giving them this education. Uh, what is mm -hmm. the bigger picture on that? Uh, desperately mm -hmm. looking for answers and how to right. to help a downward spiral here. Right. Well, um, some of our material is starting to be introduced into schools as early as middle school and high school and college. And, and the best people to teach this are people who are coming out of pathological love relationships. Don't run to the school tomorrow. If you haven't worked on yourself, you're not in a position to help other people. But for those who are adequately healed and get some training on how to present pathology education to other people, to the women's groups, to um, guys, to girls, to um, college campuses, um, if they go through our magazine, Safe Relationships Magazine dot com, yes. we, we we even have a community PowerPoint that they can buy, and it's ready to go. You just go and take it. It's self um, uh, explanatory, and you can um, do the the PowerPoint in your own community. But that it is can't excellent. be just That's exactly what we need. Yep. Yeah, it can't just be the institute in our website, you know, the lone voice out there because um, pathology is not getting any better, that this is a public safety issue and that, that we all have to get involved. And any woman that has read our books, How to Spot a Dangerous Man or Women Who Love Psychopaths, share what you know about pathology. The lady you're sitting next to, you know more, if you've read those books, you know more about pathology than she does. Share what you know. 
um, if you have a therapist that doesn't get it, give her your book. Send her right. to the website that we are all responsible for passing forward. The you know whatever you know is more than the person you're sitting next to. And so important, and so important with this new information as you're talking about neuroscience and and the reality of uh, the hard truths of that, and that we do need to talk about this. There's such tipping points now. Uh, this is one of them. I hope we're shedding more light on, and uh, that that's the education process. I'm gonna uh, during the break. We're gonna go to a break in just a minute. I will post on the chat line, and I will post on my website and on the Hear Women Talk website your uh, your magazine details and how they can get that kit and use that in mm-hmm. their uh, all the, uh, to talk about at coffee clutches or in your doctor's mm-hmm. office we'll be back mm-hmm. in just a minute with sandra brown thanks very much we'll be back join in the conversation with deb coletti from life on purpose please call 646-652-2071 or log on and chat with her at hearwomentalk.com we look forward to hearing from you Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilder, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravelle Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa. Featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravelle Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravelle.com. 800-507-9145. Have you been scammed on Facebook? Do you know someone who has? Well, it's rampant. And Thursday on Vicki Child's show, P.I. Answers, Vicki, together with a computer forensics expert, exposes a band of thugs who have been masquerading as a U.S. general and scamming women around the world out of thousands of dollars. You'll hear from real victims in Asia, Europe, and the U.S., don't miss this special event when Vicki blows the whistle on the latest Internet trickery. That's Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, my name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. Hi there. I am back with Sandra Brown, Sandra Brown and we're getting a lot of chat and so we were talking about uh, getting, uh, getting this information out and how do we affect change now because of this new learning, learning and, and all, and the, all the, the, the help that we can give to once they are, they are so how can we catch, catch these women, these women before, they before they walk, walk into, into that relationship? relationship. Uh, Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi folks, this is private investigator Vicky Childs, host of the Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all of your keystrokes or do you 
want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at AbramsForensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at AbramsForensics.com. That's AbramsForensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code HWT. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti. I'm here. I am back, and apparently I was lost there for a moment, but I am back. And I was talking about uh, going to Sandra's website, which is a wonderful way to get information this month, especially being Domestic Violence Awareness Month. They're giving away their book and their kit and a lot of information for just $30 where you can get get this information, use it, and then give it to your local shelter and donate it and get a, a write-off and pay it forward, which is a wonderful uh, keep-it-going kind of thing, and getting this information out. We do need it. I'm getting people online. They're saying it's so important to get this information out to our agencies, attorneys, mm-hmm. police departments, hospitals, any place mm-hmm. a victim of domestic violence may go on her journey. Um, that's right. from Delilah. And uh, you can't afford to donate it. You know, this is important stuff. We need to get you back on Oprah. There's a whole show here, and she does have a platform. <laughs> we have a platform yeah, here, does. but uh, um, great information here. Uh, someone is chatting in, Pastor Deb, an ex-victim I know, that better than many. Uh, there is not just the place where women get blamed. Women get blamed all the time. As someone said, they're just never okay to hit or abuse someone. Neuroscience, uh, pathology, uh, their father did it, therefore I can. Never okay. Absolutely. Yeah, we're not saying it's okay. No, they, they know um, that. At They're all. just reinforcing it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And, and the woman is, yeah, is not the victim. <laughs> She's not a chosen victim, the woman either. There's a lot to, behind all of that, as you were just saying. Well, yes. It, it's a very com- complex mm. um, situation between um, her super traits um, the intensity of the relationship, um, his traits—it's um, not black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's obviously, right. Obviously, or or this this whole thing would have been solved, you know, in the seventies mm-hmm. when, right. when the domestic violence movement. But as each decade goes by, and that we're not afraid to research and ask the hard questions, we're starting to get more and more information on him, on the relationship dynamics. On, on her super traits, where does she need education, where does she need support, mm-hmm. where does she need insight. Um, and so hopefully as we continue to ask the hard questions and research um, both on both ends that we're coming closer and closer to having the kinds of help that, um, that will really make an impact. Right, and the help, as we say, with society as we're looking at it right now and to spotlight these issues, um, not play, you know, listen to our pop culture who are, you know, one's abusing another and some rock and roll party after right. hours. And it's uh, that's what we talk about. And, oh, dear, isn't that, wow, another celebrity, uh, we not bring him up to knock him down kind of thing. But we're not talking about mm-hmm. that guy, that O.J. Simpson that was, what, 15 mm-hmm. years ago, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. who was Look it up in the dictionary. It's you see his pa- picture on pathology. I would imagine. Right. Um, right. 
And right now, right. this is huge, huge in our society, and it's always it's always been there, but that we are able to talk about it honestly with our truths, as you're bringing it here, uh, Sandra. I just have to ask you, in the balance in your life, as you are, this is a heavy subject. You are, you are, I have security risks in your in your own personal life, mm-hmm. I'm sure, and safety issues, mm-hmm. and because you have mm-hmm. to deal with these people, uh, both victims and the offenders. How how do you keep your life in balance, and, and how do you keep the passion up? For this, you could have chosen to walk away from all of this, but what do you do to counterbalance? Um, well, um, my spiritual approach for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would be insane if, <laughs> if, if yes, if I didn't, um, um, you know, have God in the middle of this for me, um, both for safety and for sanity. So that's yeah. a good counterbalance. I also moved. Um, I, I moved from a chaotic, crazy lifestyle in Florida um, to North Carolina because there's a lot of things in my work I cannot control, but yeah. I can control my environment. <laughs> that it's beautiful, that it's serene, that it's, um, you know, Not that frenetic, uh, yeah. Yeah, not frenetic. And so I, I live as quietly as I can, given what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. And, and so th- those are the two things that I think have been the, um, the most helpful for me, is my unspirituality and, and then controlling my environment. Yeah. It would certainly be easier for me to live in a major city to fly out of, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for all the work that I do, uh, um, but but I've chosen not to. So I mm-hmm. I live um, yeah somewhere that is. If I step outside, no yeah. matter where I go, it's beautiful. The green hills, yes, mm-hmm. beautiful North mm-hmm. Carolina, and an interesting choice that you made to protect yourself, not just from the uh, the specifics. I mean, but metaphorically to protect yourself and to be able to keep your uh, your guests can your gas tank full and able to give all that you give because it's exhausting. I can yeah. only imagine. Um, and you're choosing right. uh, that's the part of life on purpose that you could control. Uh, you can't make these people better you, all the time. You'll do your best mm-hmm. and then you have to walk away and, and walk in the hills. Right, right. Well, and, you know, there there's a very dark side of this world that does not want this information out. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is a constant, unbelievable battle. That's a whole other show. <laughs> yeah, I get, on, yeah. Um, on, on some of the wild <sighs> things that, that can happen um, when when you're trying to share uh, information. Yes. So. And it's a, like, like the show before us, people that work at clinics, abortion clinics or otherwise, what you're doing is, boy, out in the front line and saying, no. This is not okay, and the hard truths of we can't fix everybody, and right. and and right. I'm sure the victims don't want to believe you either. You're getting it all mm-hmm. on all sides, right? Um, and a very brave, uh, valiant thing. It did choose you, but you chose to stick with it, which to me I applaud so much that you and are so passionate about that you are really a leading expert in in your area among many highly trained professionals, uh, and you're on the road all the town time. It sounds like mm-hmm. you're traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, yeah. Lecturing. Yes. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. As well as clients coming here. Really? That's uh, right. We have a, yes. Yes. We have a program. Yes. Where the clients fly here and mm. work one on one with us. 
Yeah. And you, you this weekend were facilitating a retreat. Um, was that for mm-hmm. victims as well as care mm-hmm. providers? No, um, we separate them out. That is for survivors. Um, we do group, uh, retreat groups. We do one-on-ones where people will often um, come separately. And then we also do training for um, therapists. Um, when you were saying um, people were texting in, we, we offer a CEU program mm-hmm. um, for mental health providers. Um, in, you know, if they're interested in getting, yeah, trained and um, as well as um, judicial training, which um, Susan Murphy Milano is doing a lot of the, the criminal justice end of it. So, Which is a big, big learning curve happening right there, as you said, with cases coming yeah. up in this new defense um, behind the yeah. neuroscience. Um, yeah. Uh, that's fascinating and the institute and then you also do the retreats and you travel out to do lectures um, Mm -hmm. and informing all the range of things that we were talking about Uh, and I love that you have this kit and information that every one of us can use and once Mm -hmm. we know about it it's in our psyche once you know you can't unknow this Mm -hmm. whether it's happened in your own home it's happening close to you everywhere we look Um, and our own children and in their future we have to do it for who they're going to run up against and who they might not recognize as dangerous well um, one in four people have a personality disorder and one in 25 have no conscience Wow. And so, um, the, and some of this is genetically transmitted. So, the more women have children with these kinds of abnormalities, the larger the pathology population grows. So, this is not a problem that's going away um, anytime soon. So, mm-hmm. we might as well get up to speed and save uh, save people from having the absolute most damage because that's what these people do it is the chronic um, debilitating kinds of um, uh, uh, problematic behavior to other people in relationships mm-hmm. so yeah and the more we can talk about this and spotlight this and uh, I am so grateful to have you on the show you were brought to me through the network and they uh, they uh, introduced us and a fantastic show Sandra I thank you so much thank for you. sharing this and I will put this on my website which is uh, lifeonpurposeradio.com and uh, put it out through Facebook Twitter however we can get your information out mm-hmm. so that we can reach social media is a great way to do this now and, uh, yeah. and your website as well um, thank you so much. Any parting words you would like to, to say as we sign off? Um, thank you for being part of public pathology education in your community and through the radio waves and everyone, each one teach one, each one reach one. Tell what yes. you know about pathology. Mm-hmm. Pay it forward. And thank you for having me. Thank you, Sandra. Very nice to have you on the show and uh, look forward to hearing response from everyone out there. Please chime in and we will see you next week at 11 o'clock on Life on Purpose. You've been listening to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. Broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. More information at hearwomentalk.com. Join us next week for another edition of Life on Purpose.